0: what a very sad time it is in america isn't it now we have another horrific school shooting another tragic and mad mad maddening loss of life while the facts are still being discovered the politicians are already trying to point fingers and gain their advantage everyone is focused on how to stop people from buying guns not what was possibly behind this What set this mad 18-year-old off? Was it video games? Was it the medications? Was it other drugs? Did he lose his grip on reality because of the violence he played out in the video games he was addicted to, allegedly? Movies? These questions need to be asked. And let's not forget the meds. We'll never learn what medications he may or may not have been on. Back in 2019, President Trump was ridiculed for having the nerve to question video games
1: we must stop the glorification of violence in our society this includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace it is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence we must stop or substantially reduce this and it has to begin immediately cultural change is hard But each of us can choose to build a culture that celebrates the inherent worth and dignity of every human life. That's what we have to do.
0: Now here, I'm gonna play for you my thoughts that I recorded that my premium club members got to hear first about what I think may be to blame in this horrific and senseless act. Very tragic time in American history. Yet another school shooting innocent children. You send your kid to school. And they come home in a body bag it's unheard of we don't know what to do people are in free fall from this and there's enough blame to go around and i'm certainly not going to sit here and point fingers but i will tell you that there are aspects of the shooting that have nothing to do or something to do with other things than guns of course i will talk about guns as well but how about the violent video games that these kids play around the clock where they get They get rewarded for killing people online. The number of kills they get in a video game is a score. I don't know if you know that. And then there's the issue of medication for children. These kids are put on drugs, some of them from the time they're little little babies, by psychotics in the medical field who want to control, mainly boys, by the way. There's then the issue of social media. He said on Facebook that he was going to go and kill after he killed his grandmother. I know, I know, it was a private message. I don't give a damn that it was a private message. Facebook has responsibility to report this. They're very busy with their third world censors controlling conservative messages, aren't they? But not controlling murder messages, are they? Psycho who says he's going to kill and not stop by the Facebook crowd, I'm sorry. Mind-altering medications, violent video games. Guns sold to people on psychotropic, mind-altering meds. No, I am sorry. I'm sorry. Now, we'll talk about this, and I've talked about it in the past. Uh, SSRIs and other antidepressants involved in almost every other known school shooting prescribed like candy. Yesterday, after this happened, I treated a few things, such as we have security in airports, banks, government buildings, but we're too cheap to pay for an armed-trained security guard. At every school and I said armed security at all schools now unfortunately there was an armed guard at this school and this kid neutralized them by shooting him that just shows you how powerful these weapons are these are military-grade weapons I don't give a damn what you say about me they are military-grade weapons you say well should they be banned no should everybody be able to buy one absolutely not so that's one thing that needs to be talked about why was this deranged 18 year old kid on medication uh able to buy two assault weapons within days of each other tell me why i needed two assault weapons should there be a limit on the number of assault weapons any individual can buy or should should we be able to buy as many as we want to exhibit our second amendment rights you know everybody should have 50 uh uh, semi-automatic weapons in their household shouldn't they in case we have to take on the government well that's the argument think about that one And then there's the issue of combining police stations inside schools. Not so fast. People say, wait a minute. People arrest some of the most violent uh, humans on the planet. You don't want them around kids. 100% true. I am talking about satellite police stations set up in every school where there's always an officer on duty, uh, especially when children are present, at least two on duty when children are present, And arrests, such as those with violent people, perverts, etc., are never made through those satellite police stations. This is an idea whose time has come a long time ago. Michael Savage, a host like no other. A number of years ago, there was an article published in WND, written by the great David Kopelian, And it was entitled, Why So Many Americans Today Are Mentally Ill. I had David on my radio show at the time. And it's worth reading this article to you. Listen to this. Title, to repeat it, Why So Many Americans Today Are Mentally Ill. When I was lying in my bed that night, I couldn't sleep because my voice in my head kept echoing through my mind telling me to kill them. Are you listening to this? And he said, you're reading the words of 12 year old Christopher Pittman struggling to explain why he murdered his grandparents who had provided the only love and stability in his turbulent life. He was angry with his grandfather who had disciplined him earlier that day for hurting another student during a fight on the school bus. So later that night, he shot both of his grandparents in the head with a 410 shotgun as they slept and then burned down their South Carolina home where he had lived with them. I got up, got the gun and I went upstairs and I pulled the trigger, he recalled. Through the whole thing, it was like watching your favorite TV show. You know what is going to happen, but you can't do anything to stop it, he said. His lawyers would later argue that the boy had been a victim of involuntary intoxication, unquote, since Pittman's doctors had him taking the antidepressants Paxil and Zoloft just prior to the murders. The article then lists Paxil's known adverse drug reactions. And according to the drug's 01-2001 FDA-approved label, includes... Mania, insomnia, anxiety, agitation, confusion, amnesia, depression, paranoid reaction, psychosis, hostility, delirium, hallucinations, abnormal thinking, depersonalization, and, quote, lack of emotion. Those are side effects. He then lists another uh, horrible mentally ill person who did something terrible. Andrea Yates, you may remember, uh, drowned all five of her children aged seven years down to six months in a bathtub. She insisted inner voices commanded her to kill her kids, and she had become increasingly psychotic over the course of several years. At her 2006 murder retrial, Yates' long-term friend Debbie Holmes testified, she asked me if I thought Satan could read her mind and if I believed in demon possession. And Dr. George Ringholz, after evaluating Yates for two days, recounted an experience she had after the birth of her first child. What she described was feeling a presence, Satan telling her to take a knife and stab her son Noah, Dr. Ringholz said. Adding that Yates' delusion at the time of the bathtub murders was not only that she had to kill her children to save them, but that Satan had entered her and that she had to be executed. She had to be executed in order to kill Satan. Oh boy. We learned from the article that Yates had been taking the antidepressant Effexor. In November of 2005, more than four years after Yates drowned her children, effects or manufacturer wyeth pharmaceuticals quietly added quote homicidal ideation to the drugs list of quote rare adverse events unquote the medical accountability network which is a private nonprofit focused on medical ethics issues criticized the drug company saying effect source quote homicidal ideation risk wasn't well publicized and that wyeth the drug company failed to send letters to doctors or issue warning labels Announcing the change and then uh, David in the article says and what exactly does rare mean in the phrase rare adverse events The FDA defines it as occurring in less than one in a thousand people But since according to an Associated Press report about 19.2 million prescriptions for effects were filled in the US in 2005 folks. That was uh, nearly 20 years ago Imagine how many are on it now? St- Statistically, that means thousands of Americans could experience homicidal ideation, murderous thoughts, as a result of taking just this one brand of antidepressant drug. Columbine mass killer Eric Harris was taking Luvox, like Paxil and Zoloft and Transcendent Prozac, a modern and widely prescribed type of antidepressant called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. Eric Harris and fellow student Dylan Klebold went on a hell of a school shooting rampage in 1999 during which they killed 12 students and a teacher and wounded 24 others before turning the guns on themselves. Let me pause right here and say we do not know what drugs this Texas shooter was on, if any, nor will we ever learn because this is hidden by the drug companies under the rubric of medical uh, privacy laws. But you have to add up how many ads you see every day for pharmaceuticals on the news channels, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, around-the-clock drug sales on every cable channel, including for drugs like this. The drug companies own the cable news channels. I'll go on with the, the article in WND. Luvox manufacturer Solvay Pharmaceuticals concedes that during short-term control clinical trials, 4% of children and youth taking luvox that's one in 25 develop mania a dangerous and violence prone mental derangement characterized by extreme excitement and delusion so we know this uh most of these crimes that we are seeing these mass shootings are related to prescribed psychiatric drugs now combine the psychiatric drugs with an unstable person to begin with who's taking the psychiatric drugs combine it with violent video games combine it with marijuana which is being pushed like candy now, is healthful, and you get the picture. In the article in WND, they talk next about a man named Cho Singhui who murdered 32 at Virginia Tech, and uh, they found prescription drugs for the treatment of psychological problems among his possessions. While the coroner reported no drugs were found in Cho's bloodstream on the day of the crime, April 16th, the killer's roommate, Joseph Aust, told the Richmond Times-Dispatch chose routine each morning had included taking prescription drug. So no one knows what he took, because his medical records would not be released to the public. They claimed it was an ongoing investigation. But really, it's the drug companies preventing the release, saying it's medical p- privacy laws. So the fact of the matter is, there are other cases all over the map of drugs like this that are responsible for a lot of violent outbreaks. There are so many others, and I can't quote them all, but you get the picture. Be very careful with these. Here's another one, uh, which is quoted in this article in WND. GlaxoSmithKline was ordered to pay $6.4 to the family of 60-year-old Donald Schnell, who murdered his wife, daughter, and granddaughter in a fit of rage shortly after starting on Paxil. Drug companies' legal teams have quietly and skillfully settled hundreds of cases out of court, shelling out hundreds of millions of dollars to plaintiffs. Pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly fought scores of legal claims against Prozac in this way, settling for cash before the complaint could go to court, while stipulating that the settlement remained secret, and then claiming it had never lost a Prozac lawsuit. In this article in WND by David Kupelian, he lists this. Other cases, killers who happen to be taking psychiatric medications. And he gives one list after the other. Patrick Purdy's 1989 school year shooting rampage in Stockton, California. Uh, the 25-year-old Purdy, who murdered five children, wounded 30, had been on amitriptyline, an antidepressant, as well as the antipsychotic drug Thorazine. Kip Kinkle, 15, murdered his parents in 1998, and the next day went to his school, Thurston High in Springfield, Oregon, and opened fire on his classmates, killing two and wounding 22 others. He had been prescribed both Prozac and Ritalin. There are many others, and I don't have to quote all of them. It's one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I've given you only a few of the best-known offenders. And again, I want to reiterate, the drugs today are stronger than they were 20 years ago, number one. And they're putting these kids on multiple drugs. And the kids are subjected to violent video games. And the kids are also uh, smoking marijuana around the clock, many of them. It's unlimited. It's unlimited. The mental health establishment continues to say that these drugs have no proven role in such deeds or that their benefits far outweigh whatever negative reactions may occur. And so those who snap with or without the drugs are never connected to the drugs. Now, there's another view is that the drugs are dangerous and harmful, turning previously nonviolent people into homicidal maniacs. I don't agree with that at all. There are people who use these drugs who do not become violent and they need them. And so we have to be very careful before saying it's all because uh, of these antidepressants and others, okay? And we're talking about these tragedies, and we're talking about the multiplicity of factors, and the fact of the matter is there are other facts as well. And I want to jump back to the article, and David Kopelian says this, there are genuine organic brain diseases that may benefit from drug therapy, but these are relatively rare. And there are also instances where an individual is so psychotic as to pose a direct danger to him or herself and others where sedation might be appropriate. And he says, but what I'm writing about here is the overwhelming majority of cases where psychiatric drugs are unwisely relied on to fix Americans' mental, emotional, spiritual problems. Now, there's so much more that can be said about the drugs, the root causes of the violence, The problems that are involved with the breakdown of the family, no fathers, violence on television, violence in the movies, violence on video games. Now you have social media uh, not catching these uh, uh, cases, even though they're broadcasting, they're going to go out and kill. So as I say in this uh, little, it's like what's to blame, not who's to blame. I don't want to point fingers, but the issue is what's to blame. There's an awful lot going around right now. We're all hurting from this, but hurting most are the people who lost their children. I can't imagine anything worse than sending your little baby to school and have that baby come home with holes in her body, in a body bag. That's all we have to think about right now is the pain and suffering. At least 19 killed, at least 14 others wounded. And when you hear wounded from a gunshot, Think about what a ripped hangnail feels like for weeks on end. Now, try to imagine what a gunshot wound is for the rest of your life. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. And here is a short piece that I did on my YouTube channel questioning where this madman got the guns from. Something doesn't add up. All right, here we go again. Terrible night in America. Just awful tough night for anyone who has a brain. You look at the picture, the pictures of those Mexican-American children, innocent, beautiful children, and you see their lives taken away from them. Do you know what it means? Their lives stolen from them, not to mention their families. So 19 shot, then the teacher shot, then 14 others wounded. Do you know what a bullet wound must be like? If I get a hangnail, or if I cut my finger with a knife, it hurts for days, weeks. You know what a bullet wound must be like? Ask soldiers who walk around with these wounds for the rest of their lives. Now I wouldn't bother you with this tonight as I'm cooking my famous five spice chicken. Where did this punk maniac kid get the six grand necessary to buy these two expensive assault weapons plus 500 rounds of ammo, which is very hard to get and very expensive, and the the vests. where did he get the six grand? He works in Burger King. He lives in a room that the windows are closed up. And, right? Where'd he get the money from? Well, maybe you don't even think about it, but I did. He didn't have the money, so someone gave him the money to buy those rifles and that ammo and that those bulletproof vests, okay? So I have a theory, if I were um, a detective, and I'm sure that the Texas detectives are working on this angle, and the FBI, and the local police, I mean it's common sense. You won't hear it from Anderson Blooper because he hasn't run it through the censors yet, if he's even allowed to ask the question. And the other dummies in the media, all of the show boys and the show girls, that can't think their way out of anything but they can connive their way into positions of power in the media to bamboozle the people who are more interested in Johnny Depp and Amber Heard than they are in what the hell is happening to our country? The border is wide open. So Mike asks a question, one question. Who bought, who gave this kid the money to buy these guns? Okay, he buys one assault rifle and then a few days later buys another. They cost about $2,200 a piece. And the ammo and the vests, we know that. He didn't have the money. Where did he, well, he had the money, but where did he get it from? Aha. Well, now let's see. You're a detective. So you ask Grandpa a question. Like Grandpa, wait a minute. Grandpa says he doesn't even know the kid had the gun. Grandpa's a felon. Grandpa can't own guns. So follow the bouncing ball. Did Grandpa give him money to buy the guns for Grandpa? Because Grandpa, as a felon, can't own guns, but the grandson can Now, what did the grandpa need the guns for? He doesn't, so who'd he buy them for? I'm following a line of reason here. If I'm a detective in the FBI or whatever, I ask, did anyone give you the money to buy those guns? Of course he'll say no, but I would say maybe. Then you bring up the border. Oh, can't bring that up? Because it's liable to offend Anderson Cooper and Joe Biden, that it's not about guns, but it's about someone who nefariously wanted those guns and couldn't buy them himself, so bought them through this poor family? Who knows? Just a question. As I said to you a number of years ago, I wrote a book actually entitled Stop the Coming Civil War. Well, this Civil War is on. And I didn't start it, I tried to stop it. The radical fems and the medical, m- mental health profession are one today. And they've targeted our boys They've drugged them to death since childhood to kill the boy in them, to turn their testosterone rage off, and they turn them into monsters who hate women, and then go crazy. Drugs, drugs, drugs. And before I say goodnight, I tweeted out some other stuff that I have to show you from a book I did a number of years ago called A Savage Life. And in this book, There are some pictures that I chose from my life, and here's the one I want to show you. There we are, not grandpa. Here we go. There's the one. Here you go, kids. Michael Savage, Jamaica High School, championship rifle team, before kids went crazy on medication. Next to me is who? A tough Irishman. He was the guy who ran the rifle team. See? Now this is New York City in the 50s. Live ammo, live rifles. I remember the guns to this day, Ruger minis, I think. No, not Ruger, they were uh, Mossberg 22s. So, live guns, nobody ever picked up a gun and shot themselves in my high school, or by the way, any other city high school in the 50s. Nobody ever ran through the hall and shot anybody. You know why? Three reasons. One, there were no drugs, except amongst jazz musicians and and other such people. There were no drugs in our school at all. Two, the people who were the coaches for the rifle team were all tough military veterans, probably Korean War. They had all used weapons in war. They knew what guns could do, and they were tough as nails and they didn't take crap from anybody. And if you wanted to be in a rifle team, you had to go through them. And I remember this tough Irishman I just showed you. He'd look you in the eye. He didn't need to take any psychological tests. He'd have to submit it to some feminist Nazi down in the basement. He looked you in the eye. If he liked the way you look, he said, get out of here, you're not on the team. That was the end of it. There were no lawsuits. You didn't grow, go run, run to the, the lawyer who would sue the school because you couldn't get on the rifle team and go shoot somebody. If they didn't like the way you looked, if you looked weird, you weren't on the team. It was that simple. We had men, real men, who were the coaches of the rifle team. We had cops that were like tall as a fence, and they were tough as nails. I don't care whether you say they were corrupt or not, there was almost no crime in the streets of New York. My mother could walk to the grocery store at night and not get molested by some punk. Because if a cop saw anyone who didn't look right, they chased him out of the neighborhood to beat the hell out of him and they never came back. That's when pasta was spaghetti, my friends. That's when the chrome was thick and the women were straight. Again, we will review. Where did this punk maniac kid get the six or so thousand dollars necessary to buy the two rifles, body armor, and 500 rounds of ammo? He didn't earn it in Burger King, this punk. Someone gave him the money. First question goes to Grandpa, the convicted felon who cannot own guns. I didn't say he did it, I'm not accusing this nice man, I'm asking the question that anyone with a right mind in the police world would ask. Did Grandpa give him the money because he couldn't buy him but the kid could buy him in his name? And what would therefore the guns be used for by whoever gave Grandpa the money if you want to go down that road? It's a very, very sad time in American history. Pity the poor children and their families. I can't imagine the last minutes of those children's lives. I can't imagine the fear. I can't even comprehend how a mind could get to the point of killing children. You look at the faces of these little Mexican-American children, dressed so nicely with such hope in their faces, a hope for the future that has gone, evaporated evaporated by forces that are so evil we can't even comprehend it and it's not out there it's not radical islam it's not radical this one it's not radical that one it's we the american people something is wrong with our country when doctors can throw drugs like this down children's throats for year after year after year and no one's allowed to ask the question and if you say well why doesn't anyone ask the question about medication and such the answer is simple look at the ads on fox news Look at the ads on every cable channel, saturated with ads for drugs around the clock, for mental problems, drugs. The drug companies, my friends, it's not just OxyContin. It's all of the Zoloft, Adderalls, Ritalin, the speed-like compounds. They put them on the, these brains are undeveloped since they're little babies. It's the doctor, the doctors and the devils. I have to say no more because I've said it all. Good night. Most savage nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw.
1: Scripture says, that Jill and I have talked about this in different contexts, another context. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So many crushed spirits. <laughs> so tonight. I ask the nation to pray for them. Give the parents and siblings the strength in the darkness they feel right now. As a nation, we have to ask when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done. It's in three hundred and forty. 3,448 days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another government massacred 26 people, including twenty first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Now, there are many
0: comparisons to Sandy Hook, that tragedy. Here are sound pieces of my broadcast from radio days from the day of the Sandy Hook shootings with questions that I felt needed to be asked that day, think of all the terrorist acts that um, the Islamo-fascists have conducted. I don't know of an incident where t- children, particularly, were targeted, other than in Russia, where the Islamo-fascists from Chechnya invaded a uh, Russian school and targeted children. So I want you to cont- contextualize that. Now let's go back to the cocaine wars of the 80s. Pablo Escobar 80s 90s when he was blowing up buildings killing police chiefs and magistrates the drug cartels in Mexico beheading people even they think about this even they have not targeted kindergartners do you understand what i'm saying? what this really means to the national psyche this is actually something unique in american history what we're experiencing it's it's too new to understand it it's probably the most horrible crime that we've ever seen. Deliberate, innocent children, babies. You can't imagine their horror. I can't imagine it. You don't know what to do if you're a parent of a young child. Do you want to send them to school Monday? I don't know. I'd probably keep my kids home Monday if I had young kids. I wouldn't even send them to school till I sorted through this. What's the answer? How about all of the thousands, tens of thousands, retired police and detectives around America who are prohibited because of rules of their pension from working as, as armed guards in schools. Why don't we just why don't we use them in every school in America? Say, well, that's militarizing the country. Right, who cares? Put in metal detectors and put, put an armed guard in every school. I don't think it would have helped here. Well, mother, how would the kid have gotten in? They would have known him because his mother taught there. Would that mean he would have gotten in? Well, he had guns hidden under his coat, the two handguns, metal detector would have caught it like in a federal building. He couldn't have gotten into Congress. Metal detector, guards, bingo, they would have stopped him. Every school now has to have a metal detector. And by the way, so does every house of worship, which I've known since the 1980s. I, i, I look, don't get me started on this. So you could argue it either way. You can argue that we need more gun control. We need to control people with antidepressants and they have to be put on a list of controlled substances, no guns. Then you could say we need less gun control. In the sense that we need more armed guards and and metal detectors in every school. Something needs to change. Should the number of guns that people can own be limited? Then you have the, uh, the uh, incredibly lethal Glock with a 15 to 18 round clip. Police need them for sure. Every cop should have a machine gun as far as I'm concerned. The police should be given machine guns and body armor with what they're facing in this country. But that's a separate question, not what the police should have. I'm asking you what you would do to revise gun laws to prevent another massacre, and I've taken a position. You add antidepressants to the list of controlled substances, and anyone taking them doesn't own a gun. Period. End of story. That's my position. What do you think? We have to discuss this. New York, Lynn, you're on the Savage Nation. Your opinion counts. Go ahead, please.
2: Dr. Savage, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have an issue that's near and dear, close to my heart. I don't know why this mother had the guns. She had. Was she protecting herself? as ah. I am from a violent ex-husband. Does she have a child um, that that needs medication, as I have? Okay, I I have. Two children on Focalin, they can't function in a classroom um, without that medication. It's been a godsend.
0: It really okay. has. Um, but, but wait, hold on. That's, that's I didn't say they're not godsends, but you don't think that when they're of age, they should own a gun, do you?
2: No, but the children didn't own a gun, but the mom did. And why did she own that gun?
0: I kept asking that. Like you just said, maybe she was afraid of her own son.
2: Well, what, what about the ex-husband?
0: I don't know. The ex-husband's apparently a, a mid-level executive in a, in, a, in a corporation. Had nothing to do with that's them. He lived savage. in a... In,
2: my ex-husband has threatened my life. Has, has, uh, I mean, I, I, mean, that's why, I, I, I guess he's my ex-husband.
0: Um, but we... But Lynn, wait, do you own a, do you own a weapon, Lynn? Do you own a weapon to protect yourself from your ex-husband? I
2: do. I do. <laughs>
0: Now, you own the okay, weapon, and to- wait, hold it, hold it, hold it. You own a weapon, yet you have two sons on medication. How do you protect yourself from your kids getting a hold of these guns?
2: It's a tremendous burden. I have a son who is um, ADHD, extremely ADHD. It's, an, it's a real tough, it's a burden. I have to make sure that he doesn't even know about that, that there
0: are weapons in the house to protect me from his father. Well, and, and you, you, seem like, you seem like you're trapped between the devil and the deep blue sea here. You've got guns to protect yourself from the ex-father, then you've got two boys that are unstable on medication, which is a little different than my argument, which is that we need to revise gun laws in order to control some of these insanities. By adding antidepressants to the controlled substances that would prohibit a person from owning a gun. How do you feel about that statement? Would you add antidepressants to the list of controlled substances that would prohibit an individual from owning a gun?
2: Uh, I think I would. I think I agree with you on that.
0: All right, that's good enough. And you're a person who would know. Okay? You see, there's knee-jerk reactions to everything. And I'm not going to give you a knee-jerk reaction. I've been tormented all day long with this. I've been in bed all day trying to sort through it. Like everyone in the country, I've been in bed because I'm sick. I had to go into the studio and do the show. I had to do the show. I had to do the show. I had to do the show because I have to express to you some sanity here. You're hearing people who are conservatives saying, hands off our guns. Don't you dare politicize this tragedy. Shut your mouths. Go away. Well, they're politicizing the tragedy by saying you shouldn't politicize the tragedy. They've already politicized it. They've taken a political position. They're that blind to their own political side of the aisle. It can't be that blind. The minute the gun went off, there was a political discussion that was going to happen. I watched President Obama speak. As you know, I'm not a big fan of President Obama. I've written a few books about what I think of him. But I'll be honest with you. I actually don't think those were crocodile tears. I believe that the man really did get emotionally overwrought by this, as any human being would, because he actually could empathize with a parent of children because he has children. It humanized him. We just don't want him to overreach now and come down on the wrong side of this. We have enough restriction in our lives. I would restrict the movies produced by individuals such as Weinstein and Tarantino, to be specific. Weinstein's Stock and Trade, Guns, violence, pornography, death, destruction. And yet Weinstein, three tragedies ago, old Harvey, had the nerve to come out and call for gun control when it was his movies and movies like his in the minds of millions of sane Americans that have deranged the mind of this country and of the world. You heard me. You heard me. The sewer pipe of Hollywood needs to be reined in. If we had a J. Edgar Hoover, they would be self-censoring. They're out of control. So if you want to start talking about what needs to be done, let's start with violent video games. Let's start with violent movies. Let's start with telling the Tarantinos and the Weinsteins of the world enough is enough. Stop poisoning the minds of our youth. Stop poisoning and glorifying violence, Harvey. You made enough money on it, Harvey. I mean, that could be done too. There are many things that can be done. You're on psych meds, no guns. There are things that can be done. Don't say nothing needs to be done. That's foolish. Texas, Jim, you're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Yes, sir. Uh, I've been uh, on antidepressants since 1978, I believe, uh, Prozac. Mm -hmm. And uh, I heard you say something about the fluorides that they add into it and things like that. And I quit taking them and uh, weaned myself off of it and uh, mm-hmm. it's a whole new world. Well, here's the point about them. I don't want to turn it into a medical discussion, but it's well known in the medical literature, not opinion, that a significant number of people on the on the antidepressants, the category particularly of the serotonin uptake inhibitors, that type, the selective serotonin uptake inhibitors that are out there and there are many of them, I don't know all the names. There's a large percentage, a let's say a significant percentage of people who take them, who either commit suicide or homicide. In other words, it's a, it's a reaction after suppressing these emotions in people, giving them the feel good pill. It goes on for a while, and the person bursts out, in essence, to put it in a primitive concept. They suddenly burst out of the out of the uh, chemical shackle, and they go crazy. Dangerous drugs, Jim. And uh, maybe there's a place for them, obviously there is, but you're never going to see antidepressants added to the list of controlled substances that would prohibit an individual from owning a gun because of the power of the pharmaceutical lobbies, I'll tell you right now. All you're going to hear about is gun control from the libs. I would say drug control, I would say censor films. You want to start having the conversation, let's start having the conversation. It's going to be had anyway. And everyone has something to say, I mean you have to vent on this. It's going to be worse tomorrow for America than it is today. See, most of America heard a little bit about it. You know, everyone, every economic group, every um, ethnic group, every language group has heard about this. And they're all shaking their head. I spoke to a woman who speaks very little English today. I was surprised. I didn't know she even watches the news. She's from El Salvador, Peaceful woman. She's shocked. She started to cry. She's what's wrong. What's wrong with this country? Why are they killing babies? No answer. No answer who has an answer for a question like this? Pablo Escobar blew up buildings and killed mag- magistrates Did not target little babies in a classroom Al Qaeda doesn't target little babies in a classroom. They're horrible. They're monsters. They're indiscriminate in who they target I do not know of any group on the planet that has targeted little babies, other than the Islamo-fascists from Chechnya who did target children in Russia, if you remember. Now, I don't know if you want to relive that one. When the Russian special forces went in there and what they did, they took no prisoners. And uh, they took care of all of the uh, hooded uh, throwbacks pretty good. A lot of people died as a result, but they took care of the hooded throwbacks. They didn't consult the ACLU in Russia on how to take care of business. But let's get down to brass tacks. Let's take this nut. Why did he kill the children? Say, why? What are you, crazy savage? How do you know why? Who would do a thing like that? I'm going to give you an amateur idea. I'm not a psychiatrist. Of why he targeted these children. By what we're reading. By what we're reading, it was the mother's classroom. It was her kids. He was so twisted in his head that he was jealous of these children because she loved them. She had a... A kid who was screwed up. She was heartbroken, so she poured herself into her work. Her work with these children, her life with these children. She probably told him about how much she loved her work, baby, to encourage him to try and do something with his life. He he's so twisted, he took that as a threat to his own own ego, and he killed these children. I'm trying to give a reason where there is no reason. I'll be right back. Savage. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. How about another idea? How about putting the Ten Commandments back in every school? They have an effect on a child. Instead of Johnny learn how to put a condom on a cucumber, uh, or Johnny learn how to not be a bully. How about putting on the walls, "Thou shalt not murder," "Honor thy father and thy mother." Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet, covet thy neighbor's wife. You don't think the Ten Commandments have an effect? They kept America sane for a very long time. Oh, we know it wasn't perfect. Don't bring back the Civil Rights Act, please. I'm sick of hearing everything from the 1950s it was all bad before then. Okay, stop it already. Your mother could go to the corner grocery, you could go to school without getting shot to death before the medical pharmaceutical establishment got control of the minds of this country and and warped the minds with these drugs and took God out of everything. Took God out of everything. Everywhere you turn, they blew up every Ten Commandments monument in the country, the atheists in the ACLU. So you want to start talking about gun control? Start talking about liberal control. Start talking about medical control. Start talking about med control. Start talking about Weinstein-Tarantino control. Start talking about video game control. Start talking about censoring violence in films, video games, uh, and news before you start blaming the gun per se, although there's plenty to be said about that as well. A lot of of, uh, things need to be discussed. It's not a single dimension here. How come so many kids got killed? How many lives were saved? How did the attack unfold? We'll know by tomorrow more than we know now. The mother was a part-time substitute at the school, according to a parent. Okay? But a custodian ran through the halls, warning of a gunman on the loose. And someone switched on the intercom, alerting people in the building to the attack. And perhaps saving many lives by letting them hear the hysteria going on in the school office, A teacher said. Someone had the wherewithal to turn on the intercom. And all of a sudden the other teachers and the children heard the shooting and the hysteria, the crying, the screaming. Teachers locked their doors and ordered children to huddle in a corner or hide in closets as shots echoed through the building. God bless those teachers. They should be given a medal of uh, a medal, a high civilian medal. You wouldn't think teachers have that wherewithal, would you? But some of them did. You would think so, wouldn't you? You wouldn't think so, but they did. So there's a lot of heroes here, too. The teachers are the heroes. There are many things that need to be done. Many things need to be done. Put um, armed guards in every school in America and and, uh, metal detectors, not just in the inner city schools where they have them already. They have them in inner city schools. We know that. Well, not put them in the suburban schools since you have lunatics running around on medication and with guns in their hand. Everything should be in lockdown. We live in an insane asylum. Thank you, Harvey. Thank you, Quentin.